Today on the Swoop Podcast, we talk about quite a few things, including college football and how all the conferences are starting to cancel or postpone uh, their fall seasons. Uh, we also talk about high school football and what's going to happen in the state of Ohio. Uh, additionally, we talk about uh, some of the other sports in the fall and how they are getting ready or how they're preparing or moving their seasons in the wake of the coronavirus, all that and more on today's edition of the Swoop Podcast. Hello and welcome on into the Swoop Podcast. Today we have a whole lot to talk about, as I said in the intro. And I am, of course, Chase Bachman. Alongside me, as always, is my buddy Shane Nissen. Shane, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Chase. I mean, uh, as good as you can be with some of the news that we've gotten uh, yeah. in the last week or so. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's we figured that this was going to happen, yeah. but it doesn't make it hurt any less, even though this has kind of been the deal with sports since the beginning of March is we've mm-hmm. just kind of got used to stuff getting delayed and postponed yeah. hurt any less. But um, first of all, let's make sure that we clarify stuff is as far as the Mac is concerned, because I'm sure everyone listening to this, or if you have listened to us in the past, you know, um, stuff is not in the fall being canceled. It is postponed. Is not outright canceled. It doesn't mean we're not going to have football eventually. It just means that it's moved to the spring. We just won't be seeing it in the fall. So it's very important to make that distinction that it's not canceled. You can still see it potentially in the spring. So I just wanted to make sure uh, we get that out of the way. Uh, first, Shane, I want to talk to you about what kind of the higher-ups and the people up top have been saying about all of this because you know leadership has obviously been a huge deal right now because of you know what people have or haven't been doing. Um, as far as coaches have been going, I mean, we've heard from Jason Candle up at UT. We've heard some from Scott Leffler, who's made a few statements on this. Um, I mean, they said that, you know, it, we're not really worried about, you know, stuff we can't control. That was Jason uh, Candle's statement. We can't worry about the things we can't control. Uh, what has kind of your, been your takeaway when you hear the things that coaches are saying? Are, are you – do you feel that anything's kind of out of line? Do you think that anything is kind of the politically correct thing to say? What's your takeaway? I think that the things that they're saying are, I mean, like what Jason Candle said, you can almost sense a sense of frustration um, in that answer that it's like, you know, I, it almost feels like before that he could have said, yeah, I don't really like decision, but we can only control what we can control. He just took out the first part. Uh, of that and that's that's what it sounds like to me obviously i could be taking it out of context maybe i mean i mean and, and really i mean he's not completely wrong there i mean they can't control what the mac decides to do if, if the mac decides that they can't play then they can't play i mean they can't do anything about that all they can do is try and follow the protocols that were set forth to them when they went to practice and that's the best they can do i mean that's in, in a sense what candle said is true but you you could just tell throughout the sport, uh, in the MAC and beyond uh, the MAC, that it's just a lot of frustration with the fact that we're not going to get to play this fall. Um, and, and, of course, there's that optimism that hopefully we get to play in the spring, but that's still up in the air, and, and there's 
still a lot of things that that have to be done uh, in order for that to, to be possible. Yeah, and the biggest thing I think for a lot of coaches is the ability to test players early, often, you know, continuously, consistently. And I think for a lot of conferences, it made absolute sense for the MAC to do this. Uh, I mean, they're one of the con- they're not a Power Five conference. We know that they don't have the sort of money and resources. On the last podcast we did, we talked about you know literally several billion dollars mm-hmm. is what Ohio State University brings in in you know initial revenue. Um, you know, they make $50 million a year just in TV revenue that's shared among the conference. You know, the Power Five conferences I get are understandably very upset. We heard from Jim Harbaugh earlier this week or, or late last week talking about the plan for, you know, keeping football in place. But when you're a school like Michigan, you have all the resources in place to test people as often as you want in order to keep people, you know, socially distanced, you have the space, the resources, the number of coaches, you can do all that, you know, for schools like Bowling Green, who Bowling Green's not the worst, uh, you know, off program in terms of resources, but they're certainly not, uh, you know, making a huge profit. And, and that I think is a huge difference between schools that actually want to have a season and a school that doesn't want to have a season. And it just comes down to resources, obviously Clemson, and, you know, these schools want to play. Trevor Lawrence, you know, we've heard from them saying, you know, hashtag we want to play. We've heard guys from Ohio State that are, you know, obviously very upset because they've been doing things the right way for mm-hmm. the most part. You know, when they had a few coronavirus cases earlier this summer, they shut down workouts. But, I mean, they really want to play because they feel, and probably there's a lot of merit to that, is the desire to play because they have the ability to do that. But for a huge chunk of college football, it can't be done. Yeah, it it can't be done, not with the those restrictions that they have set forth um, right now. Like you said, it's the whole money deal. And obviously, and, and realistically, the, the players aren't really thinking about that. I mean, they just – all they know is that they want to play football and, and that's it. And obviously, they, 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 think, they think of the safety parts and, and that's where the whole thing coming from. Like, like you said, at Ohio State Clemson, of course, they're going to say, well, we're doing everything right. And they probably, and for the most part, they probably are. But at schools like Bowling Green, in some instances, in some instances, there's just no way that they can do what they're supposed to be doing under what the state has guided them and told them to do. So, I mean, that is what ultimately went to the decision. And obviously, there's other things behind it, um, other financial stuff. This whole thing. This whole pandemic has really hit universities hard, even Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's not going to be making nearly as much as they would be. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to be fine because they do make so much money, but they're still taking a hit. Um, you know, and, and people seem to forget that a little bit more, uh, you know, is that what the money that they would be making is being lost because of this. So it, it's hurting them too, which is not as much because obviously they've made more money in the past, so they have a little bit more to, to fall back on. But like, like like Bowling Green, it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow for everybody, um, especially you know when you got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they're they're big big prospects that have a chance to make a lot of money uh, next year uh, in the NFL. So it, it's tough for them uh, in that sense because this really it kind of halts their you know their process of, of you know going to the NFL a little bit more, but, and, and right now, obviously we, you can assume that all the other conferences are going to, are going to postpone too, 
But, I mean, as of right now, the ACC came out and said they released a schedule and they said that they, they have a schedule and plan to, in, in place to play. Um, and so we can assume that and maybe everything will shut down eventually. But right now, it seems like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and obviously all the smaller conferences are really the only ones that, ha- that have shut down. You know, when you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you know, a guy who's kind of the de facto ambassador mm-hmm. of college football players, kind of the face of college football for the time being for him to come out a guy who almost assuredly since his freshman year has had his draft stock pretty solidified barring mm-hmm. any injuries is a guy who is not going to move anywhere yeah. uh, really by playing the season I mean he probably could have been a first round pick as a freshman but for all the middling guys all the guys that are middle round draft picks late round mm-hmm. draft picks guys that are looking for a chance just to get more film or guys that don't have any film on them that are just looking for a chance to try to prove themselves to some NFL scouts. I mean, this is a real, you know, it's a real obstacle for them in order for them to eventually get jobs. Um, it, it really stinks for a lot of these players it, it, trying to make it to the NFL because it's really hindering not only the player's ability to try to improve on the field, but also scouts' abilities to judge players because they're going to be relying on film from 2019 in analyzing the 2021 uh, NFL draft. So it's going to be a really awkward position for both parties. Uh, going back to the conference uh, remark that you made, Shane, at the time of this recording, because we're recording this Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC are the three remaining Power Five conferences uh, mm-hmm. that still have football. On top of that, we have Conference USA, the American Athletic Conference, and the Sun Belt are the only remaining FBS conferences. And I believe the FCS canceled its championship playoffs. You have Division Two and Three that have canceled, the Ivy League is canceled. Um, so it really is, uh, it's only a matter of time. It feels like uh, we could be proven wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. the SEC is certainly going to try to make a push for it, but it, I think ultimately it comes down to what kind of government, uh, backing they'll get. Uh, you know, we've seen Georgia's governor, uh, put, uh, you know, a prohibition on, uh, mask requirements. Um, uh, so Obviously, there are you know, people in place that really want to see things get back to normal and try to uh, emulate as normal uh, pre-COVID society as we've had. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I imagine a lot more will change in the next two weeks, and we'll probably have to record a few more podcasts. Uh, hopefully, we don't. Uh, or maybe we do. Hopefully, we do. But it's for, I want to for, record more podcasts. I just but, don't want to have it talk about this. Yes, exactly. That's what I was about to say. I, I hopefully we 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 don't have to record more podcasts about stuff getting canceled. It is yeah. is it's really the gist of it. Hopefully, uh, we were recording another podcast. It's something good. And I think for like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, as of right, as of right now, the ACC seems. I mean, they came out a couple of days ago after the Big Ten said they were going to cancel it, saying that they met and they, they made a plan to play. Obviously, that could change in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I, I don't know. But – and like you said, the middle people – the people in the middle are going to be hurt dramatically. But for me, it's interesting to think about what would happen if, for some reason, if some – for, you know, some crazy reason that the Big Ten doesn't play, Ohio State doesn't play, uh, you know, schools like – you know, the big schools like that don't play – but schools in the SEC do. Um, and that could be a disadvantage to, obviously, a player even like Justin Fields, who, yes, he's still going to get drafted highly because he's very skilled and stuff, but he could fall uh, because of that because he doesn't, he doesn't play. And then, you, and then another thing this brings up is, is transfers, too. Uh, you know, I, I, I wonder if within the next week or two it seems like these conferences aren't going to postpone 
and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are, how many transfers we're going to see uh, coming out of those conferences. Even the MAC could see some uh, if, if the Sun Belt and, and American and even some of the bigger conferences might take some of the players from the MAC uh, uh, come with them as well. Well, you know, a, a huge question in that is whether or not the NCAA is going to allow transfers that quickly. Um, you know, they're obviously really tough on transfers and, you know, the waiting period. So I, I find it hard to believe that the NCAA would allow something that quick. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's really tough to say. I, I doubt it personally. Um, but, you know, we'll see. This is obviously an unprecedented time. Rules are changing quickly and, and you know, we'll see. But imagine if you're a player right now in the Big Ten or you're in the MAC and you want to transfer to the SEC, uh, you know, two weeks in, you know, you have training camp, you have fall camp, you're trying to learn a new playbook. Right. I mean, I, I'm not sure that it would be much better if you're trying to transfer to an SEC school. I mean, there's going to be an overload of talent if that would happen. You have, you know, at least three conferences worth of uh, people trying to get into, you know, the SEC, the Big 12, the ACC. I mean, there, there's going to be a log jam of talent. I mean, yeah. imagine trying to get your film out there. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, that sentiment with players, I, I guarantee you it's there. Uh, for, for middle league players, they're looking at these conferences that are, they're going to play, you know, and, and obviously the whole transfer system has really shifted the last couple of years where, you know, you can I, – I shouldn't say it's easy, but you can, you can transfer to another school pretty quickly, obviously not as quick as this, but like you said, these are unprecedented times, and it really all comes down to the NCAA and what they rule, and that's another thing about this whole ordeal is that we really haven't heard much from the NCAA about anything. And they, they pretty much just left it up to the individual conferences to make their own decisions. Uh, there's no unity between uh, any, any of that stuff. They kind of, I, I remember they, they made a deal for the council fall playoff early on, but other than that, they really haven't, we really haven't seen anything from them. And as far as transferring goes, I could see it maybe happening uh, the NCAA is weird. They might allow it, it, it but well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be really tough for these players to do it, but it's got to be, it has to be on their minds for some of them, at least. You know, I think a lot like, you know, in, in federal government, I think people are asking for a stronger, more consistent uh, protocol in the way we react to or respond to coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I, I think people are really looking for a strong, consistent unified approach to college football and I think that's why the conversation about having a commissioner or a president of college football uh, placed by the NCAA or creating a whole new uh, governing body for college football. College football is weird. It's not like any of the other sports. It's quirkier. It's got a different season. It's got very different rules. Uh, it's the one thing that it feels like it needs its own governing body, uh, especially in a time like this when people are calling for a strong unified consistent response to something like this or even when it comes to things like paying players or you know amateur status anything like that i think this is really exposed just like in every other facet of life coronavirus has kind of exposed the holes or the shortcomings in a lot of our organizations and institutions yeah and you know with college football i i could definitely see there being some a president a commissioner like that because College football and college basketball, to an extent, are really their own separate things outside of the rest of college sports, almost. They're, they're the only ones that really bring in any sort of revenue for, for colleges. Um, and they're basically like their own separate professional league. I mean, people really view it as 
you know, college football is basically, you know, or college football and basketball uh, is the step down from, you know, being professional, you know, and in the leagues overseas, you, you have like different tiered leagues. It's almost gotten to the point where it's, it's like that because, I mean, you go from high school to, to college and then, then to that uh, one by one. And college football and college basketball both have grown so much uh, over the years, and the the fan bases have gotten so much larger that it's, I mean, they're they're basically professional sports. They're treated like them, and that's the big reason why we've had a push for, you know, uh, payers to be played, uh, payers to be paid, um, and and and, that, and, that, and that's a big reason for that. So I could see a commissioner or, or something coming out of this. But, I mean, the reasons why, you know, we're, we see sports right now, the reason why we're having sports right now with the NBA, the NHL, uh, golf, basically there's a lot of sports going on right now, uh, MLB, the reason why we're seeing them is because they have a strong central, you know, governing place where, okay, hey, here's what we're going to do. Everyone's going to do this. And then, you know, obviously you have other places, so it's not just them telling them what to do. You have the, the players associations kind of, working with them. And I think that's right now is what people in college football want and are striving to do. I mean, we've seen it with the players already. Basically, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields are, are, are almost trying to create like a college football players association kind of thing. It almost seems like, um, and it's just really interesting to see how much the sport is going to change and how much it might actually change for the better coming out of this. And, you know, I go back to the, the thing that really hinders football more than any other sport is the fact that it's so physically uh, imposing and it, mm -hmm. it's so it wears on your body so much that you can only have games once a week, or at least that's kind of the, the medical prognosis is that we can only have games once a week. We don't want to yep. injure players any further is that you can't have these bubble environments in the way even the NFL, who are not student athletes, they're full-time mm -hmm. professionals, you can't have games every other day in the way that the MLB is talking about or the NBA is doing, the NHL or the MLS. I mean, some of these leagues are able to you know, have that environment that's conducive to keeping uh, the spread of coronavirus you know, outside of uh, that environment. It, you know, football, because of how far it is between games, uh, the fact that you need people kind of on the same schedule. I mean, you can't have, you know, like a couple of days off or you're doing back-to-back, -back, you know, nights. You can't do that in football. And, you know, you owe that to the physicality. It's mm -hmm. part of the reason that it makes, you know, a bubble environment so hard. And then you make people student athletes on top of that. I mean, it just makes it nearly impossible for college football to operate. Uh, the way it does and try to mitigate the spread of coronavirus. Okay, so while we're on that, let's switch to uh, other college sports because I think we talked plenty about this and there are a few other things I want to get yeah. to and then we can talk about high school football because that is you and I's other area of expertise, something yeah. that we really like to talk about. Uh, I, I want to talk really quick about the other varsity sports that got postponed this season because it wasn't just football. It was men and women's soccer. It was volleyball. It was golf. It was cross country. Uh, I, Really particularly, BGSU soccer, uh, two really successful programs. Last year, both got to the MAC championship uh, with the women winning, going on to the NCAA tournament. Uh, these are teams that don't have nearly uh, the attendance level of BGSU football, don't have you know, the TV deals. I mean, the games get streamed on YouTube. They're you know, very public. It's not a sport that makes a ton of money. They don't charge attendance. They're so lower the stakes and yet they were canceled too. And I appreciate the consistency of Matt Commissioner John Steinbrecher 
but I, I wondered, and I was talking to a lot of the coaches yesterday. I was talking to Eric Nichols, who's the head coach of the men's team. And he was, I was asking him rather, do you think that because of the high stakes of college football and because they felt that they could not keep players safe in football, that, you know, without much discussion or representation, that soccer and volleyball and all these other sports that are considered somewhat mid to low contact, I mean, golf especially, uh, do you think they kind of got sucked into the, the vortex of college football and maybe these sports kind of had a chance at, you know, conducting a season this fall? And he said, you know what? No, like it wasn't really possible. And I know that's not much of a discussion really about, I mean, maybe we could have a discussion, Shane. I don't know what you think about that, but it, it, even some of these guys uh, that are college coaches for soccer and golf are saying, you know what? It, it's really not possible whether you're, uh, you know, college soccer or college volleyball or college football, you, you can't mitigate the spread of the virus because you're asking people to be in a bubble environment and you're asking these student athletes to stay away from everyone that isn't a teammate or a coach. And so it's just, it becomes nearly impossible, as I was saying earlier. This is really just to reinforce my earlier point. It's just nearly impossible to do as college athletes. Yeah, I mean, for them, like you said, it would come down to how much, you know, obviously we're going to have, you, uh, we're going to have kids back on campus in dorms uh, and stuff uh, this semester. So, I mean, you can talk about the safety stuff there. And I, I know a lot of people have talked about, uh, you know, if it's not safe to, to play football, then how is it going to be safe to have people in dorms together and stuff like that? Um, and, and that's a valid argument, really. Uh, and, and the only way, like like you said, the only way that you could do this is if you're asking basically the the student athletes to the, – they're all taking online classes. They're only going to workouts, you know, meals, while everything with the team, and then back home. Like you would be any other professional – like not any other professional sport. Basically the MLB, which is basically what they're doing, is just saying, hey – we're not going to do a bubble, but we're going to trust that all you're going to do is, you know, uh, go to go to work, go to practice, go to the games, go home. And that's it. Um, and obviously other stuff that you have to do. But they're trusting. And you have to, to do that and trust that with the college students and maybe making a lot of sacrifices for, you know, obviously they're not getting paid like the professional athletes are. They'd be making a lot of sacrifices. So, I mean, you, you'd have to get a gather and, and talk to the student athletes like, hey, is this something that you want to do? Maybe they did that. I don't know. Um, but uh, it, you, that's, that's the only thing you could do. And, and like you said, it, at the end of the day, it, did, it, it wasn't really possible. Obviously, the safety of the players uh, and the students um, is the biggest priority. But obviously, there's other things, too. I mean, football makes a lot of money. Not having that and not having that be able to go makes them lose in turn a lot of money. And it's not like soccer and, and golf and these other sports don't cost anything to operate. They cost something to operate. I mean, what they're doing in part is they're cutting their losses, hopefully uh, hoping that they can, they can move some of this stuff to spring. Um, and, and, and obviously that contributes into it as well. Um, but I, I think, like you said, it's, it's going to be tough it would be tough to basically tell football that they can't play, but a sport like soccer could. I mean, soccer is not as high contact as football, no doubt. 
but it's still high contact. I mean, uh, you're, you're, I mean, soccer is a sport where obviously they make a lot of contact, um, you know, going after loose balls, stuff like that. I mean, it's not like it's going to be a sport much similar that to that of, you know, what you would see with basketball uh, as far as contact goes. So, um, and it wouldn't be fair to those students that are playing football as well uh, to say they can't have a season, but some of these other sports can. I mean, golf maybe is more reasonable. You could, you could, because I mean, obviously you could have that where there's no contact at all. We've uh, seen that before. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and, you know, Phil and Tiger get together and, and yeah. you know, try to I mean, socially PGA, distance. The PGA is doing it right now. I mean, the PGA had a tournament today, so. Um, but, but it, yeah, like, like you said, it's going to be tough to tell. I mean, it's, and it's, it's just a consistency throughout the whole program. I mean, football is one program, but it's the, it's the biggest part of it. On You know, obviously that's just the, the, it's just the truth. I mean, people uh, – obviously other sports – matter and, and we care about them especially us as media people we cover soccer we do all this stuff we cover volleyball but it like you said it just overall it was not going to be able to happen um for anything and 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 hopefully uh and obviously what the commissioner said was that it was right that i mean i think and what i think he's being truthful in saying that you know it, it was the safety concerns and what you're asking those players to sacrifice but obviously there's other stuff too behind the scenes that, you know, we're not really going to see all the time either. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts about the non-football fall sports? Because I think with that, we can move on to high school. Yeah, we can go to high school. Sure. All right, let's do that. So Shane and I, obviously, aside from doing stuff for BG Falcon Media, we do stuff for WFOB radio station in Fostoria covering high school football, and most notably the Fostoria high school football team in the Blanchard Valley Conference. And high school football, Shane, is an even trickier thing because we were talking about, you know, sports that can't front the bill on all the testing just here in the MAC, And that's a Division I uh, football conference. And now we're going to shift to, you know, public high schools. And, and my question is who's going to front the bill on, you know, COVID testing, you know, once a week because supposedly that's the plan is these guys are going to get, you know, tested once a week for – you know, 50 players, let's assume for a roster, you know, nine through 12, uh, every week they're going to get tested and, you know, they better get the results in time before they play. Otherwise you have to put all these players out. I, I mean, it, that's going to be really tricky. I mean, I don't even know where to start, I guess is what I'm saying. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's still a lot in limbo with, with high school football. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. They, they tried a lot of conferences and put out schedules. Um, obviously, colleges are, are very hopeful that it can happen, but I think if the season would happen, I, I think that there would be a lot of schools that are, are shortcutting and, and doing stuff like that. I just don't – there's no way that they if, – if, if a school like Bowling Green can't do it, there's no way that, you know, a random public high school – maybe, maybe, maybe the higher divisions of, of high school sports could do it. And that's a big maybe. I, I even think – I mean, obviously you're going to Bowling Green, and Bowling Green can't do it. Uh, maybe they can. Maybe the conference as a whole couldn't do it. But they couldn't do it. So it's just hard for me to believe that any high school um, in Ohio uh, could, could do it uh, without, you know, properly. I mean, could do it properly. Obviously, some of these schools can do it. It's just a matter of how truthful, how safe, how proper it's going to be. Uh, the only way that I can see high school football going on is if the protocols change. Um, obviously, maybe that's what they're banking on. Uh, maybe they're waiting uh, another couple of weeks. 
to see if the protocol changed. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes uh, that we don't see. I know Governor or Lieutenant Governor uh, John Houston is really high on the prospect of playing football. Um, and I, I just – it'll be interesting to see what happens. I hope, you know, that they can find some way to do it. But like you said, and if they can do it, you know, and if, if, for some, if, if somehow they are able to do it at a high school level, I mean, what does that say about college football? It's just like it, if, if high schools are doing it and they're doing it safely – you'd have to look at college football and be like, you know, there's no way you could have done this. So, but like you said, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't, unless the protocols change uh, here soon. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the Lucas County health department, obviously Blanchard Valley Fostoria is not affected by this recommendation, Mm -hmm. but you know, the Lucas County health department made a recommendation that uh, high schools do not start in person until October 1st, that recommendation passed by the Toledo uh, city council. Now, obviously, public high schools can go against that recommendation, but you run the risk of facing legal action. You run the risk of, you know, being politically uh, not a good thing to do to go against uh, a Lucas County uh, Medical Board's uh, recommendation. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, like you said, there there's a possibility that these recommendations get uh, changed, and you know, they say September first. You know, it's good to go. Uh, Like you said, a lot of these conferences have already released schedules as if things are going full steam ahead. Now, a lot of those conferences are based in Wood County. We see people in Ottawa County, in Hancock County, you know, places that haven't had any uh, health orders like that. Um, So this goes back to what we were saying about there being a unified, consistent response uh, to COVID-19 at the college football level, but also on a state level. Because, you know, if you're a high school football coach, you're hoping that Governor DeWine comes in and delivers a consistent, you know, all-encompassing solution to college football. So far, we have not had that. Uh, To your point, John Houston has obviously come out and supported uh, the playing of college athletics. There have been governors across the country that have said the same thing. Um, But a ruling sooner than later would definitely help a lot of these coaches in knowing what the plan is, because I think they would obviously rather play 10 weeks as opposed to six weeks. And then we're going to do some 128 team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seven round tournament, which is what it, it may be. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's actually kind of fun to look at from our, our position, uh, seeing 128 team playoff, there'd be a lot to, to, to cover there, mm-hmm. but, but um, I, I don't know. I think that, like I said before, it's going to be tough uh, to do. Um, and, you know, obviously, like you said, the Lucas, come out, Lucas County coming out with this, most schools aren't going back until the first or second week of September, even outside of uh, Lucas County um, in, in Ohio. And, and that's due to the fact that a lot of these smaller schools, I know um, for, I know the, for, for the long, I know a lot of these smaller schools don't have air conditioning. I know like, at, for example, Lake, high school, which is really close to me, their elementary doesn't have air conditioning and they're going back to school later because everyone has to wear masks and that could be really uncomfortable uh, for them in, you know, 90 degree weather. Yeah, if you don't have a, a ventilated area like that, I mean, that's just, that's like a, a super spreading case. I mean, you're yeah, not going to. that And that too. 
and that too. But and and, and this the thing is is like in a lot of these smaller schools don't have. I mean, I remember when I went to elementary school, I didn't have air conditioning um, when I was younger. Um, so a lot of these smaller schools don't don't have the capability, don't have that. So they're moving back uh, anyway. So which means the start of the season obviously has to move back as well. Um, I mean, I I know some schools have the start of the season planned for the end of August. Uh, it would be the last Friday of August. Um, and right now that's going, but people don't realize that we are literally tomorrow will be two weeks away from that date. And I just, it's, it's just really tough. I mean, they, something has to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks to either confirm that, Hey, you're good to go ahead with what you're doing or no, you can't do this or, or something from DeWine um, to, to do this. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I I'm still very skeptical because uh, as you said, if college football is canceling, and not all college football is canceling, so there's some that think they can do it safely. But um, if some of these college football conferences are canceling, I just don't see how high school is going to be able to go on. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the, the most surprising thing I've seen. Yeah. Um, college football, or high school football, rather, the OHSA came out with a plan saying that uh, week one set to begin on the week of August 24th. Um, you know, so you'll see high school start playing then, you know, unless in the next 10 days or so, you'll see Governor DeWine come out with a plan. Uh, hopefully that comes out sooner rather than later. I would hate to see all of these high school teams start practicing only for to just now uh, cancel. But, you know, that's a, again, that's a huge leadership problem is we had all these teams, you know, volleyball, soccer that were practicing or they were conditioning, doing what they had to do. And, you know, just now a few weeks ahead of the uh, schedule beginning. I mean, they, they see their seasons cancel. I mean, we were wondering what college football and the NFL were doing. You know, some were saying they were just sitting on their hands for too long the entire summer and they could have made a decision then. Um, a lot of people are questioning uh, the fact of the matter that, you know, we were canceling the OHSAA tournament, uh, you know, after, you know, first, second rounds of them happening. And I think we were in the regionals maybe for men's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was 50 cases a day. And now we're up to, you know, some days it's 800 cases a day and the NFL and you know college football was kind of so to speak sitting on their hands about it It, it, it's imaginably really frustrating if you're a high school football coach that they didn't come out with a decision sooner and so we we hope that with the plan being released with you know the schedules being released that this is because they really want to see something happen Um, to your point how how is this going to happen with you know, college football saying they don't have the resources to do it, but high schools are going full steam ahead. Um, they better make a ruling here soon. I, I will uh, understand either way uh, what's happening because, you know, the evidence seems to be that, you know, a season will happen, even though that doesn't appear to be the best thing health-wise, but I can totally understand it being canceled as well. Yeah, I, I, I can too. Um, I mean, it comes down to – the OHSA uh, and, and Governor DeWine, uh, what they end up deciding to do. And to your point, like you said, uh, the, o, uh, the OHSAA has gotten a lot of crit- criticism for, you know, how late, how much they, they kind of sat in their hands. And it just came, kind of seems to be uh, a very uh, similar thing up throughout the ranks. Obviously, NCAA really hasn't done anything. The NFL really hasn't said much as far as what they're going to do. Um, and the OHSAA came out with this plan you know, just, you know, less than a month away from when the season was supposed to start um, when they had all summer to, to figure something out. Um, and it, it's just, it's, 
it's disheartening, really, uh, for, for these kids, for, you know, college kids, high school kids alike, you know, they're not going to have a season uh, when maybe there was a way that they could have. Um, uh, right now, obviously, we still have hope that the high school can find a way to do it. But like I said, and I said a million times during this podcast, I just – it's hard for me to believe that it's going to happen. Right now, I'm waiting for – for something to come out next week, you know, saying that, you know, something's not going to happen either. It's not going to happen right now, or they're going to push it back uh, into, uh, you know, into October or, or something or, or try to do it that way. But I, I think another interesting thing to, to mention is that, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, colleges are looking to move this to, to spring. And that's more doable, obviously, because you don't have multi-sport athletes. In high school, the option's there, but it's a lot less viable. Um, one, because in college, they, you have the whole thing, especially for football, where you have such a quick turnaround that they just don't think that they would be able to do that going from spring to fall. In high school, you have that, but then you also have the fact where students are going to have to pick between two or three sports and what they're going to play, and that's just really going to hurt, especially smaller schools, um, you know, you can have see some of them dropping sports for the year because they don't have enough players to play uh, if they would do that. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if it, if we're going to have a football season, it's going to be the fall. If we don't have it, if the high school decides, if high school decides, if all the high schools decide not to do it, then that's it. We're not going to have one uh, a season. We're going to, it's going to go to the next fall and, and some of these players are going to lose some of their seasons. But um, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it was tough enough this past spring to ask kids to, you know, miss their senior season of baseball or softball mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Now try asking kids to pick between football or baseball for their senior season or, you know, volleyball and softball or, yeah. you know, volleyball and track. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, kids are going to be held with some tough decisions. I mean, the government is certainly – have, have some tough decisions ahead of them. The NFL has some tough decisions ahead of them. Uh, and high school athletes have some tough decisions yeah. ahead of them. So, all right, man, any, anything else? I, I think we can edit here. No, I think, I think it's good. I think it's good. Uh, we covered everything and uh, got a pretty good discussion. All right, good talking to you. Shane Nissen, as always, Chase Bachman. This has been the Swoop Podcast. We're not sure when we're going to come back. Probably when there's way more news, which, you know, should be about a week from now because, yep. you know, the news cycle just keeps hitting so much. You know, but uh, I, we want to uh, thank you guys for listening so much, yeah. Shane. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I, I was going to say, it's funny because us as journalists, as, as sports journalists in, in general, we, we, we love it when there's, you know, news that we can talk about and debate over and stuff. And this whole last couple of months has just been so weird because, you know, you know, a year ago at this time, you know, you're, you're excited. There's a bunch of news. You love seeing news. Now, if you see breaking news within the sports world, it's like, oh, no, what is this? Yeah, uh, what next? What, 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 what's happening now? So uh, it's such a it's, – it's a weird inverse world we've been put in because we love to see breaking news uh, in, in the world – in the, in the prof profession that we're looking to get into and that we're in. And and now we it's the opposite. We we hate seeing uh, news come out because we whenever we see news come out, we're just assuming it's something bad because it's there's just been so much bad news uh, lately. All right, and with a note like that, I think it's a good time to oh yeah, end the podcast. Happy note right so. There. yeah. <laughs> so all right, this has been the Swoop Podcast. Chase Bachman, Shane Nissen. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back real soon. Bye bye.